Okay, guys, we're on daf. Hey, man, Aleph. Uh, looks like a longer daf. Looks like a longer amud. It won't, shouldn't take so long. It's mostly psukim and analysis of the psukim. We're at the uh, the Mishnah. The Mishnah says as follows: uh, Until what time do we ask for rain? This is what we sort of referenced uh, earlier, actually uh, on Thursday. Uh, so Rabbi says you do it until Pesach uh, ends. Until Pesach ends. Rabbi says Nisan is over. Uh, guys, I, I see that no one has uh, Gemara for them, but I, I gave a warning that I'm not doing it anymore. So it's okay. You can find it in your phone. I'll see you Okay. Uh, so the uh, Rameir says, you, uh, to the end of Nisan, because the Buzzard says that he brought down Geshem, Moreh, Umalkosh, Barishon. Barishon means in the first month, which is Nisan. Moreh, Umalkosh are two different types of rain. Moreh is usually the early rain, and Malkosh is the late rain. Okay, so I did. You see the idea of rain during Nisan. So Gemara says, Amalei Rav Nachman Rav Yitzchak, Rav Nachman says Rav Yitzchak, that'll be the theme of today, Rav Nachman says Rav Yitzchak, Yoreb in Nisan, what are you talking about? Yoreb in Nisan, that seems very bizarre. Yoreb in Marcheshvan, Yoreb is in Marcheshvan, meaning what's the beginning of the uh, the rainy season? That's in Marcheshvan, that's when you have Yoreb. Nisan's the end of the rainy season, so it could be that there's still rain in Nisan, and therefore we wait until... Uh, until the end of Nisan to stop saying but why would you say why would the Buzzer say it's your in Nisan so Rabbi Yochanan so Rabbi Yochanan says uh, or, or, or sorry Rabbi Yochanan says Rabbi Yochanan says as follows that in the days of Yoel ben Pituel this is the Navi Yoel when they say for Yoel uh, this is when this Pasuk was fulfilled it says, it says but there now in Sefer Yoel there's a big famine and there's a lot of uh, uh, damage to crops from like locusts and things like that so it says as follows whatever the gazam the gazam is also like some type of like uh, pest in the field so whatever the gazam left over the locust ate uh, so the Gabar tells us that that year Adar had left and they hadn't had rainfall yet and that's very late Adar is the very very end already of the uh, of the uh, rainy season after Adar is Nisan so not to have uh, rain until uh, Nisan is bad news so so we'll say an interesting story here that they had the first little bit of rain on the first of Nisan so the Navi, Yoel, says to Israel, go out and plant. Okay? Like, he's saying, like, look, I know it's late in the season, but you should uh, take advantage of the rain and go plant some food. So look, all we have, if somebody has only a cob, a small measure of uh, wheat, or maybe two calves of barley, well, he can either eat them and live, or plant them and die. Meaning, or if you take the grain, so the grain, you have two options. Either eat the grain, fine, you can eat, or you can plant the grain, and you've got more grain, but if the grain doesn't take, and it doesn't, doesn't, uh, doesn't work, so you, then you're out of grain, you haven't eaten it, so you're going to die. So what should we do? Like, how do you, how should we manage this difficult situation. Okay, he says, even so, I know you have this, this difficult uh, dilemma of what you're supposed to do. He says, even so, go and plant the uh, grain. That a miracle occurred. Okay, so it was revealed to them, I guess, like extra grain that was in the walls or in the anthills or these little places where like maybe like little animals grabbed little pieces of grain. They found these things. They went out and they uh, planted the second and third and the fourth day of Nisan. And the second uh, rainfall came on the fifth of Nisan. 
Okay, so that's, uh, again, very late in the game, but they trusted Joel, and this is what they did. He krivu omer b'shishar Okay, so what the, and the Gemara tells us that there was a miracle, basically, and that either they only planted on the second, uh, on the second, third, and fourth days, and the rain fell on the fifth, by the 16th of Nisan, they were able to already offer the korban on Omer, which is the first barley offering, which is wild. I mean, right? So it turned out that grain, which normally takes six months to grow, grew in 11 uh, days. Okay, 11 days. Uh, so it turns out that the Omer, which is usually um, uh, offered from grain that had, again, again had grown for six months, was offered from grain that had grown for only 11 days. And about that generation, it says in the uh, famous Pasuk from Tehillim, right, Those who plant in, uh, with tears will harvest in joy. Uh, they'll go along and cry and uh, and raise up the and pull the zera the the grain. So What does it mean? So again, so sorry, but saying is essentially that they were planting with tears because they were terrified because they weren't sure that they'd be able to uh, to eat from this grain and maybe they're, maybe they're throwing away the only food they have. But when they actually harvest, they were joyful because. Obviously, like things worked out great, and you get much more grain per you know per grain when you uh, when you plant it. Okay, so the Gemara says, yeah, but what's mahaloch yelechubacho? No, say meshach megomer. What is this like going along in tears and then pulling the uh, the, the seed? Amr Abida, sure, it's talking about the ox. Shehu choresh holechu vocheh. Okay, what was happening there is that the uh, the ox, as the uh, ox was plowing, he's going along crying. I guess he's working really hard. You know, things are tough for the, for the ox. Ube chazirato ochel chaziz minatelem. But what happened was, it was so uh, miraculous that he go went down one furrow, right, and, and uh, plow. And then by the time he's coming back down the other direction, they already had uh, little sprouts uh, from the things that he just plowed. And so, uh, that's what means come back in uh, Rina. Okay, so we're able to have uh, joy that uh, there was immediate, uh, immediate uh, results from the planting. What does it mean uh, lifting up their alumot, alumot are their sheaves? So, Amrav Chista, Framla Kane Zeret Shibolet Zratayim. What happened was, normally, if you think about how a stalk of grain looks, so a stalk of grain usually is the stalk is like, you know, pretty tall, and then the top is like a, a bunch of like grains. Right, so they have here that it was actually um, the opposite of normal. Normally, you have let's say like double the amount, double the amount of uh, of uh, stock and a little bit of a grain. Here was the opposite. You had a, gra- a stock of a zeret. A zeret is what we call a span. It goes from the end of the pinky to the to the end of the thumb. Okay, so that's that's how long, how tall it was. But then the shibolet, the part that actually has the grain in it, was our time with two zerets. So like two thirds of the stock was full of um, full of uh, a grain, and that's no say alumot. It was like bearing, carrying the alumot, meaning that it's a very very full full stock. Okay, Yofi, that's that idea. Now we'll do a little more with Rav Nachman asking Rav Yitzchak to interpret the pasuk. We'll call Rav Yochanan. We'll see how it all plays out. So I believe Rav Nachman and Rav Yitzchak. My dictiv ki kara Hashem l'Rav v'gam ba'al ha'aretz sheva shanim. Okay, this is a pasuk from Malachim Beth that Hashem called to famine. Meaning Hashem saying there's going to be famine now, and it will come to the land for seven years. Now the Gemara says as follows: So what, what did they eat in these seven years? That's what Rav Nachman is asking. It's like you know, if there's going to be a famine for seven years, what are you going to do during seven years? It's a long time to go without any food. So Amalei Hachi Amar Rav Yochman. Here's what Rav Yochman said. 
Shana Rishona Achluvashu Bebatim. First year the Eber was in the house. Shniya Achluvashu Besado. Second year they could rely on what was in the field still. Shlishit Basar Beimah Torah. Third year they had to abandon grain because there's no, there's no rain anymore. They had to go eat animals. They eat kosher animals. Rivi'it Basar Beimah Tmeya. Fourth year they were out of kosher animals. They had to eat non-kosher animals. What are you going to do? By the fifth year, they couldn't. Eat, they, they were out of animals. They had to go to like bugs and uh, creepy crawlies and like rodents and things like that. Shishit, uh, Six, they had to start eating their children, their sons and daughters. Okay, you gotta do. It. I guess nothing else to eat. That's what we see like terrible devote about that. You see an eicha, right? And shviit basar zrotem. In the seventh year, they ate their own arms. Okay, this is obviously a little bit, you know, a little bit of a, of a, of a metaphor or something. It's not really like literal. It's not like you really you can't really eat yourself and be sustained. But nonetheless, Right? So Yishayel, that says the buzzer, per, uh, each person ate the flesh of their art. Okay, so that's an interesting uh, idea. Maybe there's much to uh, explore there, but we'll move on. But I'm going to read another another uh, statement where Rav Nachman asked Rav Yisak. It says in Hosea that in your, among you it is holy, and I will not come to the city. Now, the question is, it's very strange, why would Hashem say that among you is, a whole, is holiness, and you're all holy, and therefore it sounds like, I'm not coming, says Hashem. That's very bizarre. It would see, right, because it's not holy, because it's holy, sorry, I'm not coming, you would see the opposite. Because it's holy, I am going to come. So, again, he quotes Rabbi Yochanan, this is the promise. Hashem saying, it's holy among you, so I'm not going there, meaning where am I not going? I'm not going to Yerushalayim Shamala, and suddenly my in the heavenly Yerushalayim until I come in and join you in the worldly uh, Yerushalayim. That's a very nice idea about Hashem wanting to join us and be with us. Is there really such a thing as Yerushalayim up in heaven? Says, in. Yes, there is. As it's written, Yerushalayim It's the built up Yerushalayim, a city that is uh, combined together. And the idea being that is a combination, is a, a link of the Yerushalayim Shalmat the lower Yerushalayim that we have right here and the Yerushalayim up above. Okay, another one. Okay, so this is uh, a little hard to translate this passage, but we'll say here right now, uh, with one they will burn and they will, uh, the fools will give Musar of Havalim, it is wood. So Amalei Hachar Rabbi Yochanan says, what is this puzzle? It's a very difficult puzzle to understand. Explain it. So he says, Rabbi Yochanan explain like this. Achat hi shimibaeret resha'im bagenem. There's one thing that burns up the wicked in uh, Gehenna, in hell. Mahi, it's a Vodazar, it's a Vodazar. Tiv Hacha, how do we know that? Because it says here, Musar Havelim is who? The Musar for Havalim. Havalim means like worthless things, right? That's like Avodazar, it's worthless, yeah? Uh, like we say, like in Aleno, Shemishachavim, the Hevel Varik, right? They bow down to nothingness, right? So that's eight, that's wood. Uchdi Vadam, Hevel, Hema, Masay, Tatuim, right? That is, uh, their Masay, Tatuim, but they like their playthings are Hevel, meaning they're, it's referring to Avodazar, right? Their Avodazar is, uh, is worthless, okay? Uh, one second. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's do one more. Family Rav Nachman Rav Yisak. My dichtiv kishtaim raot asa ami. What does it mean? By, it says my nation did two uh, evil things. Tartinhu dehavu. What do you mean? There's only two. Esrim for arba shvikelhu. They left aside twenty-four things. Right? Rashi says bitmiel. Uh, it's like a question. What are we talking about here? They did much worse than just two things. It's tons of things. So Amar Lei Hachem Rav Yochanan says Achat shehi shkula 
kishtayim. Okay, it's one thing they did, but really it's it's like equivalent to two. That's what I'm trying to say. Umayniu, and there's one particular thing they did that's really bad, and it's worth double. I mean, it's, it's as bad as if doing two bad things, and that is avodazara. Dichtiv, as I said, kishtayim ra'ot asa'ami, oti azvu, mokor ma'im chayim, lachsov lahem be'arot be'arot, Okay, this says that, uh, again, uh, the same pasuk, that uh, two things, two bad things my nation did. They abandoned me, who is, meaning me, who is the source of, uh, who is the source of Mayim uh, Chayim, of, uh, you know, living water. To, uh, to uh, hew out, uh, like, wells that are broken. Meaning that there's, there's meaningless things, right? To hew out broken wells is meaningless, right? You're going to reach water, and then the water is not going to stay in the well. So it's I mean, basically you're also pursuing like things uh, in terms of religiosity, pursuing a Bada that also is worthless. Just one more puzzle here. Uh it says about those things, Ki Avru Iye Kitim, Veru Kidar, Shachubit Bananu Maod, the Gomer, Aimir, Goy Elohim, Behema, Lo Elohim, the Ami, Hemir Kvado, the Lo Yail. Okay, so we'll see a little more about that. The basic point is that the people were were pursuing gods that were not the real God, and it was totally worthless, and that's what the Shaimra Otasami. That's mean we only did two bad things. There are more things we did, but at least one of the things we did was worth two because it was so bad, and that is Abu Dazara. Okay, we'll stop here. Shkoch. Uh, wait, yes.